Alrighty, so we're talking about the history of the humble Aussie pie today. So, meat pies are old, really old. In fact, they predate the construction of the pyramids in Egypt. They trace their origins back to the Neolithic period around 9,500 years before Christ. 9,500 BC, that's crazy. At that time, the ancient Egyptians' diet included basic pies made using oat, wheat, rye and barley, and they were filled with honey and then baked over some hot coals. Societies throughout history indulged heavily in pies, as they were a simple meal to cook, let alone an incredibly tasty one to consume. The Greeks later created pies using flour water paste that was similar to pie pastry and filled the inside with meat. They were often fried or cooked using hot coals, just as the Egyptians had done. The Romans adopted pies from the Greeks and used a variety of different meats and even seafood, including fish and lampreys, as well as shellfish like oysters and mussels. I don't think I'd be game enough to have an oyster pie, though, I'll tell you what. Like the Greeks and the Egyptians, they created pie crusts using a mixture of flour, oil and water. However, the pie cover wasn't made to be eaten and was instead thrown away. As the Roman Empire expanded, so too did the pie. In Northern Europe, early pie chefs put their unique spin on the pie, making the pastry with fats like lard and butter in order to make the dough stiffer to create a pie that could stand upright. These medieval pastry dishes were called coffins, which at the time meant a basket or a box. So, don't freak out. They weren't putting their dead into these coffins and cooking them up for consumption. Janet Clarkson, in her book, Pie, A Global History, describes coffins as being savoury meat pies with the crusts or pastry being tall, straight-sided with sealed-on floors and lids. Open-crust pastry, not tops or lids, were known as traps. These pies held associated meats and sauce components and were baked more like a modern casserole with no pan. The crust itself was the pan, its pastry tough and inedible. These crusts were often made several inches thick to withstand many hours of baking. Some historians suggest the tough, also inedible crust was given to the servants while the lords and ladies of the house ate the contents. Unsurprisingly, these medieval pies were a hit with everyone, royalty and peasant alike, and became an incredibly common dish. By the 1300s in England, they started to use the contemporary name pie, which was spelt either P-Y-E or P-I-E. The etymology of the word is unknown, but it's thought that it may be related to the bird called the magpie today. However, at the time, they were known as pies, as the word magpie wasn't created until the 17th century. Possibly this is because both were spotted, or because the bird collects miscellaneous articles, and pies often comprised whatever meat and vegetables could be found by the maker. It was actually the French and Italians who specialised in redefining the pastry of the pie, taking it to a whole new level when they realised that they could make it flakier and tastier by new methods of adding butter, rolling and folding the dough. In 1440, the Paris Pastry Guild was recognised and started to expand their product, and from this something along the lines of the modern-day crust was born. 
Pies were first brought to the shores of Australia by the European settlers and convicts on the First Fleet in 1788, although previous Dutch, French and British explorers also likely chowed down on a few flaky crusted pies in the comfort of their ships whilst exploring the coast of Australia in the 200 years earlier. They were on the menu of Sydney's first official banquet held to celebrate the King's birthday in June of 1788, and at the time, pies were usually filled with mutton and gravy, because veggies in the new colony were few and far between, and incredibly exy. By the early 19th century, the streets of colonial cities like Melbourne and Sydney rang with the cries of roving pie sellers trying to earn a crust slinging pies pun intended. Although the quality wasn't always top-notch, many locals speculated as to the contents noting the disappearance of certain neighbourhood cats. Hygiene wasn't squeaky clean either. Many sellers would pierce the top of their pies and top them up with a jug of gravy, which was usually just salty water. During the 1840s in Sydney, A bloke named William King, who worked as a pie seller, became famous. He was called the Flying Pieman due to his bizarre ability to travel long distances swiftly by foot between making pie sales. One story has it that one day he was seen selling pies to passengers on board the steamboat heading to Parramatta, and then he ran the 18 miles to offer his leftover pies to the same passengers while they were disembarking at their destination. As the railway network continued to expand throughout the 1850s in Australia, pies became the go-to snack food in many refreshment rooms that sprang up to profit from travellers crossing the country by train. In Adelaide, pies were distributed by horse-drawn carts that travelled the streets. By the 1890s, a new take on the humble pie had made its mark on the scene in South Australia, the pie floater. The pie floater was an upside-down pie floating atop a puddle of pea soup, which has remained popular even to today, where it continues to fascinate and even horrify those who haven't grown up, wolfing them down in Adelaide. The flair of creativity spread to local bakeries and pastry shops, who also had their specialities. In fact, one of Australia's largest brands, Sargent's, got its start back in 1891 when George and Charlotte Sargent opened up a shop in Sydney and sold pies for a penny each. Less than 40 years later, they were among the delicacies served up at the public opening of Australia's first Parliament House in Canberra. It was at about this time in the early 20th century that Americans were starting their strange obsession with hot dogs at baseball events. Oof, weirdos. (laughs) In fear of being called copycats and knowing that sausages, or snags as we call them down under, were only to be had when cooked on a barbie, and that if you wanted to hit a ball with a bat, it was done on the cricket pitch, Australians everywhere had an unofficial meeting and decided, you know what, we're going to combine meat pies and the sport of Australian rules football. As the 20th century rolled on, bakeries and delicatessen shops across the continent continued to hand-make pies by the dozen. However, industrialisation and big factories started pumping out machine-made pies by the thousands. 
Four and Twenty Pie, another well-known Australian brand, started up as a small family business in Bendigo in 1945. Within a few years, the business opened a factory at the Melbourne Showgrounds, capable of churning out a staggering 12,000 pies per hour. Still going strong today, these Aussie delicacies are frozen, chucked in trucks, and sent off around the country to be distributed through supermarket chains like IGA, Woolies, and Coles, as well as in hot food stores at your local footy match. Strangely enough, the handheld meat-filled pies adorned with a sizable dressing of tomato sauce today seems almost uniquely Australian. Our neighbours across the ditch in New Zealand are birds of a feather and take part in the same pie culture as the Aussies, although they tend to adulterate their pies with cheese filling as well. Ew. In the US, a meat pie would be placed in a freak show, where the word pie is reserved for sweet dessert dishes, usually filled with fruit. See the movie American Pie for reference. And in the UK, if you asked a pom for a pie, he'd probably hand you a pork pie with a totally different type of crust, mostly served cold and in a dish with mashed potato on the side. Clearly, pies are a vastly popular and versatile food. Sweet or savoury, hot or cold, wherever you are in the world today, you're sure to stumble upon them. Australia is no exception and, like all other places, has its unique take on this dish. So, next time you get the chance to go to a footy match or find yourself at some little bakery in Outback Australia, make sure to wrap your laughing gear around a hot meat pie and don't forget the dead horse, the tomato sauce. (laughs) 